Welcome to Casting a Vision, a new show that I personally am very, very excited to launch because it allows me to play to two of my biggest passions, having conversations with incredible, I mean, incredible leaders and capturing them to share with our incredible, I mean, incredible audience. That's you. So follow along as I get to talk about marketing, technology, the future of work, business, entrepreneurship, growth, um, people, team development, and so much more with the people that I, frankly, am just really super excited to have the chance to connect with. I bet you'll actually see me get a little starstruck at times, like I did in the interview today that I'm sharing with all of you with Gina Bianchini. You see, Gina is someone I have admired from afar for years. She is a force. She's a founder, she's a CEO, an entrepreneur. You guys, she's brilliant. Today, she is the founder and CEO of Mighty Networks, which is where she and her team are introducing a whole new generation of creative business. It's all built entirely around community. You've got to check it out. But before Mighty Networks, she was CEO of Ning, where she founded that company with Mark Andreessen. I was actually, fun fact, an early user of Ning back in the day, and I really enjoyed it. Um, But over the years, you have seen Gina on the cover of Fortune, Fast Company. She's been in Wired, Vanity Fair, Bloomberg, New York Times, um, not to mention on TV where she's shared multiple viewpoints on business. But today, today she's here with us. Isn't that amazing? So come in and listen in on this conversation with my new friend, Gina Bianchini, as we celebrate International Women's Month as just, you know, two badass women sitting around talking about the businesses, teams, and innovation that we are passionate about. Gina, thank you so much for being here. I'm so glad that you are. Thanks for celebrating Women's Month with me. Glad to have you. I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. So, and it's fun that we're doing this via video, which is kind of new for us. So um, those of you who can hear us know that you can also watch us if you want to. So, um, so to kick things off, um, it is women's month and kind of broadly speaking, what is something that you want women specifically, but that kind of appeals to everyone uh, who are early in their careers to know? I think the biggest thing is that a lot of the narrative and stories that have come to define how women move forward in their careers is actually wrong. Hmm. And I think looking beyond um, all the things that you might think are true, I'll give you a a perfect example, mentors. Mentor, by definition, a mentor is somebody to offer that can offer counsel. Someone who is a sponsor is a person that is willing to put political, their political capital uh, in support of you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so if you think about it, looking for sponsors as opposed to mentors is actually the right way to go, or at least looking for both. Like that would be an example. You know, another thing is that, uh, is that, well, if I involve myself in women's organizations and I build a really strong network of women that, you know, I will be able to realize my full potential. There is an absolute time and place for, women's groups and networks and friendship and all of that. 
But what we know about teams is that diverse teams win. Not all women teams, not all men teams. Absolutely. And having and being thoughtful about the situations that you put yourself in um, with respect to looking for diversity as opposed to looking for women will be helpful. Uh, And so uh, just staying a little bit skeptical and finding you know, finding the things that work for you. Um, I would say, you know, the people that have made the biggest difference in my career are men. Mm -hmm. And I think most women that have achieved some level of success will say something similar to that. And so that doesn't, that doesn't mean there isn't a place for, you know, deep female friendships and lifting each other up professionally but it does mean that that's, that is alone, not something that will suffice. Yeah, that's really good advice. I think that's really, really, really important. And the more you can surround yourself um, and the sooner you can surround yourself by with others who are different. Um, and that's not even in your career, that's early in life. Um, the broader your horizons will be and the more you'll be able to think outside of your own box. Um, yeah, so how how do you think that would have, changed you or do you think it would have changed you if you had had that realization earlier on? Like if you knew then what you know now, what you just kind of went through now, is there anything that you could have been differently? uh, Yeah, that's a great question because I did, there was no like women's world. There was no like professional, there was no lean in. There was no 47 other organizations that are like, we want to be different from lean in. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they're, there was none of that. Like when I was a CEO for the first time, I was president of a startup that had raised a bunch of money when I was 28. And then when I was 33, 34, I was CEO of a company, um, the the one before Mighty Networks. And now I'm still the CEO of Mighty Networks. Mm -hmm. But um, I went back and I read like Gloria Steinem's essays just to like, try to find some resource. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, in a decade, the amount of information and the amount of, you know, just even the social science resource, uh, research and resources that are now available, like none of that was available to me. Um, and, you know, I, it, it wasn't, I, I was in male dominated positions and yeah. organizations, but also I had, I always had a very strong peer group of women, mm-hmm. um, in every professional environment that I have been in and, and good friends starting, you know, with my first job out of college and my college friends. And so it, it, it's always been something that, um, I, I think this new, uh, I, I am more skeptical of sort of this new strain of, every woman needs a mentor and like, we're going to be mentors and we're going to spend all of our time. Like that if you're a female founder, you're going to raise money from other women, like not been my experience. Um, and you know, just so all of that, that was not stuff that was, um, was the conventional thinking when I was starting out Mm -hmm. in terms of though, you know, if I could go back and talk to my 22 year old self, or my 25-year-old self, or my, you know, 32-year-old self, you know, I think my my counsel to each of those people um, would be think bigger, 
be more ambitious and find whatever I could. And I wasn't, I didn't have all the tools at that point to be as confident as possible. I can absolutely relate to that. I mean, that's 100%. You're only limited by, by the, by the biggest dreams that you put in place. And if you keep asking. And look, people, people will always tell you you're crazy. Yeah. You know, like. Or just own it. I, I was thinking there's, there's a couple of things right now, you know, at Mighty Networks and we're growing really fast. And I, there's a couple of things where I'm like, well, why couldn't we do that? Or why couldn't that be our case? And I married, I married an accountant. I married a very, what I would like to say is a very cute accountant. <laughs> um, but you know, if I'm if I'm not careful and I'm talking to him about you know my wildest founder hopes and dreams, you know, I have to remember my audience, mm-hmm. right? Because it will sound insane. Mm-hmm. But it. And this is, you know, one of the other things is like find the people around you or put the people around you or find people in your life who don't think that what your crazy idea is, is that crazy. Right. Find people that are like, okay, you want to build a business that goes from 20 million to 50 million in one year in revenue? Yeah. Great. Let's do All right. Well, how are we going to do that? Yeah. And and by the way, that is about carefully crafting and being really protective of who you share your hopes and dreams with, and also the kinds of environments that you put yourself in, and you know the kind of people that you surround yourself with. We live in a time and place where you know you. you we're not limited by location. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we Especially Lizzie, now. you and I met. Exactly. Like you and I have met over zoom and like, like it's awesome. And I'm like super stoked. And now you're my friend and like, that's just going to be sorry, but we're friends now. Um, and so, you know, really I would say that is an area when just even the question and I'm just processing it kind of in real time. Yeah. I think I, at every stage in my career in my life, like surrounding myself with people and being very careful to surround myself with the people that are like, how do you think bigger? How do we go bigger? Yeah. How do we, how, like, I think actually would have been really, probably would have made the biggest difference. Yeah. And I think absolutely. And I think that that is great advice for, for anyone listening, especially if you're younger in your career, or just younger in general is, I think that a lot of us tend to surround ourselves by those that are comfortable and that that kind of want to bring us back to our comfort zone and, and give us a warm hug when we're feeling um, just exposed. But those that that say, no, 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 get back out there. Like, we've got you. We're, we're, we're here in the front row. We're cheering you on. I know it's scary, but you can do this. Right. Those, those have made all the difference for me too. And those have yeah. been men and women. And um, so, yeah, I think it is, it's it's really important to realize that early on and to surround yourself with people that are just going to be your biggest cheerleaders. And it's okay to break up with people, mm-hmm. break up with friends, partner, if they are inadvertently or conscious, consciously or unconsciously wanting you to be held back. Mm-hmm. We only get one shot at this. Mm-hmm. We only get one shot at this. Yeah. And, you know, if... If and this I think is also true for you know I've been thinking about this a lot with respect to um, some new you know new social networks and services. It's just like 
this doesn't make me feel good. Like I don't feel good here. And, and paying attention to those things and adjusting and being willing to adjust your life and your career and, and the things that you're doing by making those hard decisions to say, I don't want to, I don't want to be here or this relationship is not healthy for me. You know, those are the things that if we look at, you know, again, and, and I should say, when I think about ambition or dreaming bigger or whatever, th- you can apply that to anything. It's yeah. are you surrounding yourself with people, not just yes people, because that you don't want that no. either. Like yeah, that's such a I, like I something that seriously irritates me is the you know the the group of like girlfriends that we're all together and it's like oh my gosh I can't believe that person did that like you're so amazing or like it's like the sort of you go girl kind of vibe when it has no basis in reality or fact mm-hmm. I would rather have a, a group of friends that you know are like yeah that didn't really like that's not hitting the mark yeah. but I think this could hit the mark yeah. or or you know, or the person that's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they did that. They're just so jealous. It's like, well, that's maybe, but right. maybe not. Right. And so I, I think that sort of blind support, no matter what you do, is as dangerous as the person who's like, don't think so big. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, being really thoughtful uh, about, you know, what kind of friend and person you show up for, as for other yes. people. Yes. And then also what you need in your life um, to be able to realize your full potential, I think are, are both really important things. For sure. My my mantra, and I, I like to say it found me, it's not like I went out and like sought out words to live life by, but they kind of found me a couple of years ago is boldly be yourself, right? And having, and so many of us have been through this where you're, you try to be this for this person, you try to be this for this group and this season of your life and for this boss and for this job, and you end up being not enough of anything and too much of everything, right? And so at one point, a few years ago, I was just done with it. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to be me. I'm going to set out. I'm just going to it just boldly be who I am. And to your point, like there are going to be situations and social media platforms and fads and trends and groups that just are not for me um, or are not for the brand that, that I represent for my company. Or, um, you know, if I, if I was a, a marketing leader, you know, like lots of people that are listening that just are not going to be right for, for that, for the business that I represent. Um, and that's okay. And you don't have to be everywhere. You don't have to be everyone. You don't, in fact, you shouldn't. Um, and the more you know who you are and you, the more you show up for those people that are in your life um, and you expect them to show up for you and you surround yourself by those people that who are going to truly see where you're going and want to help you get there, makes all the difference. I think that's beautifully put. So you have spent a lot of, of your career, and I'm interested from, from your perspective, from the outside looking in, it looks like uh, lots of lots of things around connection and, and groups and putting people together and bringing people together, um, especially now when we can't be together. So I'm interested in kind of that said, everything that we've been talking about, kind of your perspective on what that looks like now um, and as we eventually someday make our way out of the pandemic and just kind of thoughts that you have for that and kind of what we should be thinking about um, as marketers, as leaders, as, as people. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, you know, fundamentally, my big purpose is I want to live in a world where there are a million unique and vibrant, colorful communities, each with their own culture and their own purpose mm-hmm. and their own, you know, opportunity to carve out their own corner of the internet. 
led by brands and creators, because I think when you have a brand or creator in charge, you can bring that personality Mm -hmm. to the community. uh, And that the community is mastering something interesting or important together. So bringing people together, not just to mess around, but but rather with a purpose, with yeah. an intention. Um, and then obviously fueled by, you know, whether it's digital subscriptions or payments, I, you know, I truly believe this will be the decade for membership and for digital subscriptions. Uh, and in in looking at that and and what I see is look, as as human beings, we are we are meant to be in communities. And if anything, you know, the the crisis and epidemic of loneliness and just feeling like kind of what we were talking about a moment ago of just like, like always being on the outside um, or like reliving your worst day of junior high, you know, online over and over and over again. Yeah. It's like, no, thank you. Um, (laughs) And I believe there's a different kind of connection, uh, connections that are that are around a purpose, that are about mastery, that are um, interesting and different, but also create a space for people to master skills, reach a common goal, be a part of something bigger than themselves, and ultimately, you know, navigate challenges and setbacks you know, honestly, because that's actually how somebody's actually going to get there. Um, And so, you know, to me, that that's what I care about. The other thing that's really fun about this moment is, you know, this is a kind of software I've been building for 15 years. Mm -hmm. What we can do today is, is so rad relative to anything that people expect or, or when I say community, they're like, oh, that Slack community that I've been in or like that Facebook group, what is coming next will feel fundamentally different Mm -hmm. because there is so much we can do with software to create these natural, normal uh, relationships that that feel almost like the best party or the best event you've ever been to with like a fabulous host who's like, Gina, you have to meet Lindsay. Lindsay's amazing because she is this incredible founder with this incredible business. Here's the three things you need to know about her. Lindsay, you need to know about Gina because Gina has this in common with you mm-hmm. or, or whatever it is. You've been to those, those you know, whether, whether it was just, you know, just a serendipitous night where you ended up at the, like the, the right party yeah. or, or like an event where you're like, this feels different. This is better. And software has the best ability to provide that context. And the difference between, you know, social media, which is much more about, you know, the I, I think about it as like in social media, we're in the arena and we're fighting for attention. This is describing something very different of like, again, go, showing up at that party or that event or that dinner. And it's about how are those people connecting to each other? Yeah. That is fundamentally different than sitting in the audience of a drop-in audio talk show. Yeah. Like it doesn't mean there's not a place for that. Right. But that is what we do at Mighty Networks. That is my passion because I think it's, it's human, human relationships are the most interesting puzzle that any of us can have. And we've been 
thinking about audience, 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 even social media. It's like, I talk out at you, you talk back at me, but no one's talking to each other. Yeah. What we know about the world is that the most valuable businesses that have ever been created have all basically been created in the last 25 years. Isn't that crazy? And they are all network effects. They are all businesses that get more valuable to every member with each new person who joins and contributes. And, and while there are multiple flavors of network effects, a community network effect that, again, is about you as the brand or you as the creator bringing people together and surfacing the most relevant members to each other and nudging them in that way that I just described to meet and build relationships with each other such that you're looking around, you're like, I am surrounded by the people that I want to be surrounded by. Mm -hmm. I do believe that I'm capable of something bigger. It's so fundamentally different than the FOMO of like, did I get into, you know, like, am I one of 5,700 people that get into a room with like Elon Musk? (laughs) Yeah, and and the you know, what did I miss? Like you said, it's the FOMO. And, um, it doesn't like, why can't software make us feel better? Not worse. Right. And it has the, like you said, it has the power to, I mean, it should, right. Especially now, especially now. And, and in the years ahead, I mean, we are, we are very, so obviously at a turning point, um, as a, as a world and as a society and as people, as humanity. Um, well, and there's such a hunger, you know, like, there's such a hunger for new experiences. And I do think this is super important. There's a couple of things that I think are really important for marketers. One is there is a hunger for new social experiences. Yes. Two, the software is finally good enough that you can get off Facebook. And, and, and the less, you will, you will never be able to fully get off Facebook, but the more that you use Facebook ads to send people into a destination that you own, it is these destinations are now engaging enough and valuable enough yeah. that you can successfully do that and own your own own an audience but not just own an audience yes. translate your audience into a membership that gets more valuable to every member with each new person who joins and contributes and this is you know if i i was talking to a marketer yesterday of a of a pretty large brand and they were like you mean I don't have to just keep trying, you know, just keep playing this game? And the answer is no, you don't have to keep playing this game. And to me, that's the really exciting thing about this moment is underlying the decade of digital subscriptions is this opportunity to truly create a network all of all your own. Mm-hmm. Where you truly own the experience that your audience, which you also own, um, is having and how your brand shows up and the value that it provides. And yes, yeah, 100%. And, and people people are, are, like you said, hungry for it. They, they want that from the brands that they're engaging with. And yeah, now more than ever. So how, how can leaders right now specifically um, help make that happen for their teams and also like for their brands? Yeah, I, I was also asked this question yesterday. Um, <laughs> You know, it's interesting. My answer when I was like, okay, great, where do I get started? Number one is the buy-in, you know, like where are we going? And how important is it to us to be able to start to take an audience and turn it into a network effect? 
Like, is everybody bought in on that? Like, is your CEO bought in on that? Is your team bought in on that? Because one of the things about creating your own, think about it as your own community, but it's really the kind of community you want to create under your brand mm -hmm. is one that that is for people who are beyond just your customers that are mastering something interesting or important together. So for example, if you are running anything with some kind of, um, mastery component to it. So for, for example, like for cast it, it's like, what is great storytelling? You know, what is, it's not just what are the mechanics of a podcast? It's how do you tell a great story and what are some of the most interesting brand stories right now? And what's the framework for that? So for example, we run a community design masterclass, which is, you know, our promise is create a community so valuable you can charge for it and so well-designed it essentially runs itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've got software that underlies that, but, and enables that, but it's not about our software. Yeah. It's about what are you trying to create with your with a community. So getting getting sort of buy-in on that sort of top level and what does it look like to have a community? Uh, and then the next piece is, and then what's our what's our migration or launch strategy? What are, what are we doing today that we want to keep doing? What is what is the set of things that we want to move into this new community space? Mm -hmm. Um, and what are the things we're going to stop doing because we don't need to do them anymore? And yeah. uh, and that kind of migration path or launch path is really important. And then the last piece is who's going to own it, you know? And and this is not community building in the way that I'm describing is not social media. Hmm. The last thing you want to do is put your social media manager in charge of a community because there is a bias towards. Um, well, I need to get more engagement on a post on Facebook. And if mm -hmm. I can put more money against a Facebook boosted post, then that is, that's what I want. And, and this is a complete reframing to say, actually, we are creating something that is going to be more valuable with each new person who comes in and contributes. And in doing that, we are not going to just hammer, this is not another content channel. This is not about just like posting more stuff, which right. is what, what, social media managers have been trained to do. Mm -hmm. This is about how am I facilitating conversations? How am I facilitating value that is happening and being exchanged between members? And how am I building relationships between people, not just yet another content channel, which is yet more work? So who is that person? Who's excited about this new challenge? And, and certainly from a marketing perspective, this new marketing opportunity to really have a hub for all of the other spokes or all of the other channels that you're actually you're actually driving towards. Okay, so we're on for some exciting things as we finally as, as we I mean, even today before we even you know break through this crazy time that we've been in over the last year or so. I mean that that can start now because what we're talking about with software and the, and the beautiful connection that it facilitates and the possibility yeah, I, I mean, to be a part of and the connections that we can make. Yeah, our platform, Mighty Networks, tripled in size and scope in one year. And that that doesn't happen if it's not working. Right, exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. So, well, congratulations on that. That's amazing. Thank you. Um, and I'm excited to see what's ahead. And I, I guess as, as we wrap up, um, especially in this month, this Women's Month, um, Kind of thinking about. By the way, I would like to have more than one month, right? For fifty percent of the population, it should be every other month. We should get six months. Yeah, exactly. like like 
it's six months. We're half the population. Let's have six months. I like it. I like it. So, okay. Any, anything else, um, kind of going back to where we started, anything else you feel like, um, especially young women that are want to be, want to be where you are, want to be, want to do their own yeah. thing and want to build their own thing and, and be really successful. Um, what kind of party? You, want to leave them? you know, I, I, again, I just even reflecting from what I first said it, it, now, it, you know, we are taught as women to be good girls, you know, mm-hmm. get straight A's, follow the rules, you know, not get in trouble. Mm-hmm. I hated getting in trouble. I loved I, following I'm the rules. Hanging on your words because uh, I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah, that was me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all of, you know, and, yeah. and then, you know, and, and the challenge is that if you follow the rules and gotten A's on the test, you know, the real world does not have A's. You know, part, one of the things that's really interesting, so, so, Women are really successful, and then when it gets into the to the place where the rules kind of disappear, yeah, and and political contradict each other, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. and political power and effectiveness actually start to take over. And we've had no training for the most part in that kind of strategy. And in fact, it's like <gasps> I don't want to be political. You know, like yeah. that's the worst thing ever. I think we've done a disservice to women. I, I think if anything, I mean, one of the things that I, I, I had it for a while, but I just started reading it and it's really good is um, the art of war. Hmm. Like that's not normally like, normally like we're supposed to be reading books about empowering women. It's like the art of war is super interesting hmm. and we need more women to win. Yeah. We need more women to be and unapologetically ambitious and there are a ton and 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 hopefully like ambitious more about, is a bad word. I mean I've been called yeah. ambitious and not in a good not way. in a nice way. Yeah. 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 Or intense. Mm-hmm. Like I get intense a lot. And it's like I'm not intense and I'm like, eh, I'm probably intense. So you know thinking about those kinds of things, but like the art of war, it's like why is there not like a lady book club for the art of war? Like mm-hmm. I think I'm like gonna start that because it's strategy. And if like to win in the arena and there's somebody listening to this and they're like, well, I don't want to win at some, like if somebody else has to lose, it's like, okay, got it. But if we're going to change, you know, the ratio and we're going to do the things that allow for more opportunity equally distributed, um, it's going to be a fight. And last time I checked, you know, having the better strategy, you know, will help us win. And I like to win. There you have it. There we were casting a vision. I can't wait to hear how it resonated with you. So let me know, reach out on LinkedIn or find me on Twitter at casted Lindsay or casted at go casted. Thanks. And be sure to join us next time for the next episode of casting a vision. 